couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Beautiful babies out there. Guess what time it is? It's Narbos and Broomheads time. But, you know, what we're going to do. We're not going to talk about Degrassi. We're going to talk about a favorite show that only dropped a mere 29 years ago. That's a full Justin Bieber or possibly a Bad Bunny or Ariana Grande, if you're, if you're hip, you kids out there listening. Also, I'm talking to no one because there's no kids out there. You're all older people. So hello, uh, we're talking about, uh, what is it, my so-called life. My name is Ted. Welcome, everybody. How are you? We hope you're well. I think most of us hope we are well, but I will, yeah, we, we all do. I can speak for the team. Let's uh, throw it over. Let's see who's here this evening with us on this here podcast. Also, there's a blizzard in Newfoundland, so, you know, that's that's how we do. It's Friday night blizzard. Oh, I just spoil it. Yeah, we do this on Friday night. Uh, who's up in uh, Who's up in Oakville? Hey, it's Tim here. I must say we do not have a blizzard. Uh, we've hit a bit of a warm spell. It's warm enough that I've had to bring in all of my uh, outdoor freezer turkeys in for the year. So. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh-huh. A, you know, that's the Robin. first sign. Most people say the first sign of spring are the robins. I say it's when the outdoor freezer turkeys come in. Mm-hmm. Gobble, gobble. But yeah, doing well. Glad to be back. Uh, Send it on uh, a little north, a little north of me, northeast up to my main man, Alan. Well, seeing as we're doing weather reports yeah <laughs> we, uh, so this exciting. this podcast is called weather reports from places you don't live from many mm-hmm. days in the past <laughs> and uh, we have the same weather as uh you know what 50 kilometers away in oakville and there's supposed to be some ice later on but uh that's it it's gonna be nice it's gonna be a nice weekend everyone in toronto but again mm-hmm. that's in the past so hi i'm alan <laughs> Slip with five eyes or slip. Oh, wait, I'm not supposed to introduce myself, but Courtney isn't here, so I guess I can. Oh, she's shaking a rolling pin somewhere. Yeah. Hi, everyone. And uh, we got a special guest. Uh, so both Courtney and Arlo could not make this episode. And I was like, well, <laughs> three dudes and talking about Brian Krakow. A little too much <laughs> dick around here. <laughs> so, uh-huh. 
So uh, we uh, asked Stacy to join us, and she's back to talk about her 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 man crush on my so called life, Brian Krakow. Right, Stacy? Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. And the weather in New York, well, in the past was rainy and slightly chilly. Ooh. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. And you are what? Well, one week away from opening day for uh, for oh. baseball, right? Yeah, six days. Are you excited? I bet you you are because it's I one of very, your jobs, yes. right? I said my first fantasy baseball draft, Stacey, and I must say I've got one Garrett Cole on my team rounding up my rotation. So, Well, you'll get a oh, lot yes. of strikeouts, but you'll also he'll also give up a lot of home runs. So, oh, you know. Fine. Fine. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. So what's your uh, – you know what? I'll put you on the spot. Unless this is a segment you're going to do later for your own podcast and we're spoiling it, but uh, do you have a prediction for the AL East? Well, no, because last year I predicted the Blue Jays were going to win. Dumb. And I was wrong. <laughs> so, no, I really do. I think it's going to be – I'll say this. I think the Blue Jays, the Rays, and the Yankees are going to be bunched up at the top. I think the Orioles might finish ahead of the Red Sox again. All right. Hot take and not committed. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Ted, before I pass it back to you, can I talk about emails? Yes, please. Lay it on us. All right. So got one from Rachel Bishop, uh, who says to us, I decided to rewatch Degrassi The Next Generation in September 2021. Uh, I had watched uh, several episodes before or rewatched, but this was the first time I would be rewatching it uh, with every episode of TNG, at least the first nine seasons. Uh, Since the show first aired, I started rewatching several other uh, TV shows over the course of the next year and wanted to follow along the rewatch with some podcasts. So guess which one she chose? Mm, The Uh right one. Uh, I looked through it a lot on Apple Podcasts and came across Narbos and Broomheads and I was hooked from beginning. By far the best Degrassi podcast out there. Yep. Uh, Your team has the best chemistry, right? We all have chemistry, everyone. In, mm-hmm. in and out of the podcast, if you know what I mean. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the fact that you are Gen Xers who grew up on the OG Degrassi and thereby had more life experience, uh, again, or we could fake it, uh, could uh, give a different perspective and was really f- refreshing to me. Yes, we're like, we can talk about times when kids went to school without internet. Right? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, we can. Of course. So uh, she's made a request to uh, come on when we start reviewing Degrassi again, which everybody out there were, what, eight more episodes of My So-Called Life. So we're looking at about uh, summertime before that happens. And uh, when it does, Rachel, come and talk to us old people about, uh, about Gen X times. It's going to be great. Uh, and we also had Ashley Long who said... Just wanted to write and say how much I love the podcast. I'm a longtime Degrassi fan. Uh, but imagine my utter delight when you started reviewing My So-Called Life, one of my <laughs> other all-time favorite teen dramas. Uh, I'm a millennial born in 1988, so 10 years younger than the target demo for the show and, you know, us. <laughs> I was a 90s kid who remembers seeing the series on ABC back in the States uh, back in the day in the States, I watched it properly when I started uh, high school, and it absolutely stole my heart. I've seen the series probably six times uh, because she has the DVD. Uh, and she says, I've never or, I've never related to that dreamy teen angst more than when I first met Angela Chase, and it will forever have a soft spot in my heart. But it was more of, I was more of a Brian Krakow girl than a Jordan Catalano girl. Wow. So there you go. 
Uh, she likes to be watched. Yeah. Um, one more. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, one more thing that she let us know. Um, Terry Minsky, who wrote for Sex in the City and would later go on to create the 2000s hit Disney Channel series, Lizzie McGuire, was heavily inspired by my so-called life and once referred to it as required viewing for teen girls. So my so-called life, a legacy in television, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyways, thank you so much to uh, Ashley. Thank you so much to Rachel. And it's my, or no, my so-called, my so-called life at gmail.com. That's not it, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Narbles and Broomheads at gmail.com if you want to uh, reach out to us. So anyways, back to you, Mr. Ted. And Ted, may I for a second, Ted, Alan's just been telling me we've been getting too many emails about Hobo that you just can't read them on, yeah, that's on, true. on air. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. That's true. Some dog-based uh, fan mail. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of like paw prints sent in uh-huh. and like half-chewed bones and teddy bears. Doggy <laughs> treats. To yeah. our mailing address. Yeah, that's right. So that's yeah. Thanks. Thanks out there. Wolf, wolf, wolf. They understand. <laughs> so I guess we shall jump into this evening's episode. What do y'all think? Uh, let's talk about it. Yeah. Sick. Let's talk about it. Okay, so this one is uh, The Life of Brian. Now, this one was in 1997, so there was many shows after that came out. But TV Guy ranked this as uh, number 37 on his list of 100 greatest episodes. Uh, of, like, directed, te- of television, yeah. right? Like of television, history, like, yeah. Yeah, of television. So, impressive. Uh, the director is Todd Holland. He directed 52 episodes of Larry Sanders show for HBO. Was anybody a Larry Sanders fan? Like, I I kind of appreciated it, but I just didn't understand it. I didn't get it. Anybody, any, of you, any of you all a fan at the time or after? Like, I know it inspired a lot of people. Like, you hear Conan O'Brien talking about it and all these different people that are like, oh, no, that was great. But I just didn't get it. I you know, no, I, never, I never watched, watched it. I must confess, I think I was a little, little young when it came out to be caught up in that show. Yeah, I yeah. own I own it, uh, but I haven't watched it yet. So, <laughs> yeah, Larry Sanders, R.I.P. Alan will get around to it eventually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he also worked on Malcolm in Little, and more importantly, he directed The Wizard from 1989 oh. with Jenny Lewis from Rilo Kiley. And she said she accused the man on the bus, and she said he touched my breast. And then the the uh, on the tour bus went crazy because she had to cause a distraction. And also, she was on an episode of one Mister Mister Belvedere. Who, Stacy? What happened to Mister Belvedere at a <laughs> at a at a table read? I think the story is actually he did it at a a holiday parade. Like he was oh. in one of those convertibles at a holiday parade, but it's true. He did sit on his balls and he was hurt for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go home. Yeah. He had to rest. Yes. So Fine. it all, China, never all tied back to Todd Holland. Well, and it ties yeah. back to this episode, right? Because we're talking about sore balls and, uh, hey, oh, clearly we're well, going to see- tie back to baseball. Bob Euchre was, a uh, was on, uh, Mr. It was. It's true. 
All road leads to. I think uh, Mr. Belvedere is the new Kevin Bacon of the, <laughs> of the 2020. Six degrees of Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> I absolutely loved The Wizard when it came out. I remember we watched it in grade three, and it blew my mind because obviously Super Mario Three came out in that movie. I mean, that's Absolutely. it was a ninety-minute commercial for Super Mario yeah. Three, right? But it was as a, as a nine-year-old, it couldn't have been a better movie for a nine-year-old. Yeah, the fact that he knew about the warp zone, the warp whistle. Come on, oh, that was bullshit. Mm. Uh, the guy on the 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 villain kid also yeah. turns out in real life a bad bitty. Oh, did he? So, he loved yeah, that power glove too much. Yeah, he just loved something a bit too much. <laughs> was, yeah, <laughs> all right. Yeah. And I don't know if it was of age. Yeah, I think he was. Uh, he was not not a not good. He was a bad person. California. <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> so the writer for this show was Jason Catams. Uh, Catams. Showrunner for Friday Night Lights. Never oh, watched it, show. but it was fairly acclaimed. Yeah, very good show. Well worth watching. And, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I recommend. So, uh, yeah, also this, so this air date was, uh, November 10th, 1994. And yeah, that's some background details. Can I say something right off the bat? Please do. Because it's, so this episode ends up being narrated by Brian, right? Um, as opposed to Angela. And I just want to say that it's really refreshing that we finally (laughs) get the point of view of the suburban white boy. (laughs) <laughs> on television yeah yeah where's our day exactly. yeah <laughs> where's our parade? something for oh, me God. yeah exactly i'm like Uh-oh. television didn't speak to me until this moment so oh i just got a text we're all canceled <laughs> <laughs> and it's stacy's show now sorry Stacey, enjoy please do us <laughs> do right by us okay so let's jump right into uh this life of brian so open on brian's bedroom and it's filled with books, a fish tank stand with sheet music on it. And he's looking out the window with a telephoto lens. Uh, we hear his parents off screen trying to speak to him through the door. Uh, his, so his mother's a behavioral psychologist and his father's a Freudian psychiatrist. Um, they have some wild cross arguing with each other. You don't see them. And I don't know if you ever see them in the whole series, which I've only seen till this episode. So, um, And they're talking to him through their lenses of discipline. And... While it's done for a joke, this stuff annoys me because I'm in that field. And it's just like saying somebody's a uh, a Freudian psychiatrist is like saying, oh, well, you can go to the hospital and see the bloodletting doctor. It's like, that's not a thing. They shouldn't be there. Why are they there? We don't do that anymore. We figured it out. Yeah. Or like on like even watching Sopranos, I would have to. <laughs> I would have to fast forward through like the psychiatrist stuff because it was so hacky and you go like, this person is really, really unqualified. But on the rewatch, I was like, I let him play through. So I was like, Oh no, that's the point. She is super highly unqualified for her job, but she's, she's in it. Yeah. So he says, uh, they pretty much disagree on everything. He's, uh, so he's staring out the window and we find what he's looking at. He's looking into Angela's house. Ugh. Fucking creep. So creepy. Yeah. So creepy. Like, <laughs> they do good. film it pretty creepily, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like George yeah. McFly in the tree. That, that's the exactly. Binoculars at the rain. <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. Yeah. 
Well, it, you rub that tree, kid. <laughs> yeah, like you're supposed to be you're supposed to be rooting for this character, but he's a fucking creep. Just like George McFly, it's like, oh, it's great that he got with Marty's mom, but do you remember when he climbed a tree and fucking stared at a woman in her underwear? Like, gross. <laughs> yeah. Like he's a fucking sexual predator. Anyways, you get your damn hands off her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So he's staring into the window and he's surmising about the normal life of Angela's family and how it's, you know, very, very normal. Cut inside to the house, to the Chase household, and it's just morning chaos, which is mostly like, I think, most people's homes well, growing he, up. He's he's speculating what life is like inside that home. And I'm like, you're in that fucking home all the time. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's not like like there were there might be people who I work with or who I used to go to school with where it's like. You can kind of imagine, but you have no idea because you have no direct yeah. like, tie to their life. But it's like you, you have no window to watch. Yeah, it. like you know all these people. You're in their house all the time. You fucking play catch with Graham in the front yard. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't need to guess. Yeah. Uh, so Graham's getting prepped for a wallpapering job, and did anybody? Ever, I've never put up wallpaper. I remember my parents putting up wallpaper, like. Mm. The last thing I remember them putting up, I had this cool National Geographic, like, big three-panel wall map from 1988, I remember. It was <laughs> the centennial of National Geographic. I thought it was pretty cool. I actually thought we'd get quite a bit of mileage from this wallpaper because I, I was I like... I fucking hate wallpaper. Yeah, like, does anyone wallpaper anymore? I don't know. Yeah, it's peel and stick now. Oh, and I know it's like an accent oh. wall thing, right, sometimes? Yeah, yeah. Like people usually do it like behind their bed or sometimes in powder rooms because they're small enough to wallpaper them. But yeah, peel and stick is a thing now, so it's not so messy. But that shit also falls down a lot easier. When we moved into like the farm they lived on, we bought it from my grandparents and they moved across the road. Doesn't matter, long story short, they redid our whole the whole farmhouse when we moved in and. I still remember being in there taking off the old wallpaper, helping my parents as like a 10 year old. And I vowed then as a 10 year old that I would <laughs> never put up wallpaper in my life. And I will stick to that to this day. I fucking yeah, hate this stuff. Yeah. Taking it down is probably worse than putting it up. And I would never want to put it up because I'm a Virgo. And if there's one thing off, I would just rip it down and start <laughs> over again. Like there's no way. I, uh, I'm in the middle of the house hunt right now. And so like, it, it, it's basically like house tinder and like the moment they have a picture <laughs> under, if they have a picture with wallpaper in it it's swipe left like right away i'm like nope i don't care i don't care if it's the nicest like structure the best price if i see wallpaper i just don't want to look anymore just, are you getting out of that condo life alan i might be oh boy oh, look at you yeah <clears throat> so yeah oh cool big boy now <laughs> I'm moving into a real house, so we'll see. Excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> still have to find it and still have to make a million dollars, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Well, good. you can sell some of those Funkos before they uh, disappear. Yeah. yeah. So at school, Krakow explains in voiceover that he, he became the yearbook photographer because he could watch life without being a part of it. And, oh, he's uh, about being a pervert. Wait, he does do that, sorry. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> So his viewfinder kind of trains on Sharon, who's uh, and also another girl who we're about to meet, uh, Delia. Whoa. So we have a new character. Uh, they come over to him. They catch they see him there. 
And he blurts out, I'm a photographer. It's my job. Just like he's like, going, uh, don't come in. <laughs> I get changed in here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so same. Uh, so Delia is all smiles and happy to meet him. And they have an awkward introduction. She exits and Sharon chastises uh, Krakow for not picking up on her signals. She spills the beans and uh, was trying to get her get him to ask her to dance. And Sharon says she's working at Big Guy Burger tonight and uh, he can have another opportunity. Aren't, aren't we led to believe that she is brand new to the school? And the first person Sharon says, I think I need to get you in touch with is Brian Krakow. Like, she's well, new, the, is she not? This isn't like some girl that's been there for a while that's. I mean, maybe that's the point. She hasn't maybe learned about. She hasn't learned about him yet. So, Fair, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Her family did leave Macaulay Culkin home because that was her cousin. She was cousin <laughs> oh, Tracy in Home I Alone. Her. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> so there was that whole snafu. <laughs> so maybe they're like, let's group. start low because your family's not so bright. <laughs> yeah, maybe. In an empty science classroom, Rayanne and Ricky enter. And Angela, who's already in there, and they're talking about what's up with the world happiness dance that Sharon's organizing, <laughs> which I had to listen to. I was like, what did she say? World happiness dance? Okay, fantastic. Love it. <laughs> uh, Rayanne insists, uh, insists that Jordan Catalano won't ask her to go because he doesn't go to school dances. Um, she says an alternative is to let Brian ask her. And Angela says, Rayanne. Like she just said the most grossest thing ever. <laughs> just she's so disgusted. Oh. But uh, behold, in the doorway, we have new guy. So there's a couple of new characters. He has multicolored shoes, he has a scarf, and he has a bray. And Ricky is totally dumbstruck. Uh, new guy's looking for a teacher and comments that Ricky's cool uh, about his cool vest. And Ricky looks like he's just been stabbed. So he just kind of, ah, like that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, in television land, I see mm. this all the time. Just so many berets. Like, <laughs> yeah. Does, maybe this is a, a U.S. thing. I just have never come across that many berets in real life that people are wearing. At least ch- yeah. kids. Uh, not me either, and I'm here, so I don't know. <laughs> you know, because like Bug and Uncle Buck wore a beret. Yeah. And you know, I didn't go to school with any guys that wore berets. There was multiple berets in Degrassi Junior High. Yeah. Uh, like, oh yeah. Like yeah, on television, it's like, do television writers think that they're that people wear berets a lot more often than in real life? Because well, obviously, yeah. I I, th- I think it's shorthand for quirky. Sure. Like, look, quirk it up. Fucker. That's right. I forgot Joey wore a beret. Before the he fedora, did. he yeah. wore a beret. Yeah. yeah he he yeah. was like uh, one of the, uh, what were those guys called? The the guardian angels yeah. <laughs> in New York in like oh, the 70s God, yeah. who will, who will go around with the yeah. red berets and they're like, mm-hmm. don't, <laughs> don't break the law, you, you <laughs> civilians. <laughs> or we'll... We'll probably call the police, I guess. I think Cur- Curtis Lewa still wears his beret 45 years later. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. 
And didn't they have didn't they have matching satin red coats? Oh yeah, oh it yeah, was a whole thing. Oh, uh-huh. do, do you remember when uh, the big boss man won Ray Trailer? <laughs> Uh, so he, of course he wrestled as a cop and then he went to WCW and he started off, you know, he couldn't be called the big boss man. So they called him the boss. And then, <laughs> and then there was like a stint of about six months where he was the guardian angel and he wrestled in that fucking oh, garb. Yeah. Oh, wow. that's hilarious. Brain everything. Yeah, Poor fucker. Yeah. One, one quick thing about wrestling and then we'll go back to Brian. Cac- oh Brian no, Cal- please. Yes. Many oh, things about sorry, wrestling. No, no. Yes. You can honestly have the whole show if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Um, from my baseball show, we interviewed one of the play-by-play guys from one of the Yankees minor league teams, and they're having a Brutus the Barber beefcake appearance oh, strut, strut during the game. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy that I do my show with is 30. He doesn't know who Brutus the Barber beefcake was. But as soon as the kid told me that this was happening, my face lit up and they started laughing at my reaction. I said, no, you don't understand. I was obsessed with wrestling when I was a kid. So this mm-hmm. is like very exciting for me. So I might have to go down to Somerset, New Jersey to see Brutus the Barber beefcake. Oh, yes, please. Uh, <laughs> Remember when he used to do his like, sleeper sign and he used to shake his butt as he was pretending the person was going to go to sleep? Yes. To tell him it was coming? Yes. It's like, oh, fuck. Uh, do you know that? Do you know any of the other names that Brutus Barber Beefcake used in his uh, <laughs> wrestling career? Um, at least in WCW or WWF. Please uh, tell us. So he at one point he was the butcher. The at butcher, one, yes. At one point he was the Zodiac. I remember Zodiac. And my personal favorite. And mine too. At one point he was the Booty Man. The Booty Man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. so, yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So we're back in Krakow's room. And in voiceover, he's talking about uh, fishermen not panicking when they get something on the line. So he's using this analogy for his current, quote unquote, dating or whatever. Uh, Even though Delia is on the line, he still thinks about Angela constantly. He's disgusted with himself and says he vows to never show up at Angela's door with some lame excuse. Quickly cut to Krakow at Chase's door, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh That was a very funny cut also pathetic but i swear brian's like an incel like when i'm wa- oh, <laughs> watching yeah. this back it's just horrifying but he sits in his house staring at angela from his fucking bedroom and plotting ways to be at her front door like yeah what a creep it's, and like he knows she doesn't feel that way about him and he's still trying to like he's being the oh well i'm a nice guy you should like me and it's like oh no it's really creepy now looking back as an adult i mean i sort of saw it when i watched it originally because i was 20 when this aired but yes you know as a much older person now it's really really like way more creepy and <laughs> ugh, yeah yeah it's Not it's which way it's which way you lean like he leans like he deserves it but if i was like if i had any hint of like ugh, or like no I would be like one of those videos that somebody's parachute opens unexpectedly and like, oh, <laughs> out of the plane. Yeah, I, yeah. Would bou- I would bounce from that situation so fast and be good, totally gone. But he's yeah, like, and in this episode, he gets more like, I deserve this. Like, I need to figure this out and I can figure it out. And it's her problem. It's, it's, right. it's kind of gross. Yes. It I is. mean, yeah. I think that the one thing that I guess made it okay to watch is that everybody knows that Brian Krakow is harmless. 
you know, largely because of the show ends and he hasn't done a school shooting or like, you know, run over a bunch of people with his car. Right. Like, who knows where things lead? But at least when the show concludes, he hasn't done that yet. So you're like, yeah, yeah, he's harmless. It's cute. Not cute. Don't do this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. So he's asking for an atlas that he borrowed that does not matter that he's asking for um, a while ago. So Graham is at the door with his wallpapering supplies. He has this project, <laughs> little Graham, little Graham. And Krakow comes in to give him a hand with the wallpaper. He, uh, while they're putting it up, he points out the wallpaper isn't straight. Krakow does, and there's wallpaper in his own room. Just a step back uh, for a second. Sorry. Yeah. Um, did anyone notice like the fact that Graham answered this door in his own house, carrying everything instead of just putting it down like someone would and just answer the door like a normal human being? Yeah, well, but they Graham's had to set it up head. for him to drop oh. something. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, show got a show. Yeah. And, yeah, and Brian, who again is like, I wonder what kind of you know situation happens in that household. I know nothing about it. Is now just fucking wallpapering Patty and Graham's bedroom. <laughs> Right, who goes oh, into yeah. their friend's parents' bedroom? Yeah. That was, like, off-limits. Yes. Uh-huh. Unless you were doing something really terrible, like me and my friend I mean, one time. But other than that, I, I know. We never this, uh, friend's parents. What were, yeah, what were you doing? Yeah. God, we said, okay, this is so old and so long ago, but my, my friend's parents had a top-loading VCR. Like, oh, yeah. you know, this is, like, you know, 1981-ish, 2-ish. We found porn and yes, we watched it. We were like eight. Yes, uh, we were like eight years old watching porn in my friend's parents' bedroom. <laughs> That's how we did it. Yeah. They're like, like, what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, Your heads are turning sideways as you're trying. They were like, to... they were like, what's that going? Yeah, it was, it was, oof, it was funny. But yeah, I have clear memories of that, and that was like more than forty years ago now. <laughs> I mean, I, so I, you know, I had the same best friend from when I was like one until I was 12 and we were always mm-hmm. at each other's homes and I cannot think I can't think of an instance not just his parents bedroom there, there's probably like five rooms in that house that I never stepped foot in um, right, right but, uh, yeah. but not Brian did they have the fancy living room with plastic on the furniture like my friends who were really <laughs> Italian had no but, <laughs> and you but, couldn't set foot in the ooh. like it, it was almost like they had a velvet rope up on the living room like god forbid <laughs> you even stepped on the carpet oh yeah there was I remember like I there are homes where yeah you it's like you don't go in that room that's that room's totally <laughs> off limits um also my best friend had in their basement a rug that was a bear it was like a bear rug with like uh, the fucking yeah. bear head on it <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah amazing <laughs> so he's saying about putting up the wallpaper and he mentions that there's some in his room that isn't lined up and it's like destroying me which i thought was so weird but weird enough that it was funny so is he a virgo like me because that would destroy me as well i think so he must be he must be because he says it's straight faced <laughs> it's destroying me Krakow keeps yammering on. He's talking and talking. He, he, he reminded me of that sketch on uh, Kids in the Hall when Bruce McCullough's Gavin. And he's like <laughs> at the butcher and he's like, how much do you think my head weighs? And he's like, I don't know, kid, 12 pounds. <laughs> like, if my head were veal, how much would it be worth? Uh, I don't know, 50 bucks. I don't think I'll sell. So uh, yeah, he reminds me of that. That kid. Uh, he asked if Graham's retired, and 
he's a bit like Graham is starting to get a bit exhausted with uh, entertaining Krakow <laughs> and says he doesn't want to jump in anything right away because like he's asking these weird like kind of intimate questions. Um, but then he considers it like wallpaper and that if you decide uh, you have to live with that decision for a long time, Krakow starts comparing his situation to a wallpaper pattern. One being um, one being that he really likes one type of pattern and another he doesn't know is for him. But the great uh, wallpaper is out of price range. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is also very incelly too. Yeah, I was so, like, Brian, just pick the wallpaper that fucks. Like, yeah. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Easy wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> so he's uh, so he, he has does he take the less desirable wallpaper or wait until the great wallpaper is cheaper? Cheaper. Grant- and Graham says it depends on how badly he needs wallpaper. And I went, bleh. Yeah. Gross. Graham, how does Graham not realize that he's talking about his daughter, though? Uh, I Because. Right? And still asking these creepy questions and letting him go on about wanting to bang his now hopefully on sale daughter. Well, <laughs> and like we'll find yeah. out later on, like Graham is, you know, it's very clear to Graham that Brian is talking about chicks, right? Yeah. And, uh, yes. and, and he also knows that Brian wants to bang. Angela, because he said that in a previous episode of this, uh, he literally said wants to have sex with my daughter. Yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Why isn't he cluing in? It's like get the fuck Why out of my okay room. This type of a conversation. Yeah, like get out of here. Uh, he wants to help. Yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> so at Big Guy Burger, uh, Brian's in line talking about how he hates it when people smile at everyone. And Delia is there smiling at everyone. And he's like, oh, she's probably from a town like that. So he starts <laughs> off in a vo- like in his own head, really negative and gross and weird. So I, I don't even know why he's there, but weird. Uh, it's his turn. And Delia goes straight face and a bit awkward and is still but is still able to con- uh, contain her composure. They have an awkward taking of the order and Krakow gets his burger to go. They do not have a very good slogan. Uh, she has what to say that? to him as a customer, welcome to Big Guy Burger, where every guy is a big guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, that's that a bad a idea. Joke, yeah. right? That yeah. had yeah. to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Just goes with the whole theme of the episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So he uh, he leaves and thinks that nothing ever happens in his life, and he throws the burger in the trash oh, while so he's mad. unlocking his. So oh, mad, like yeah. In the last, the epi- in like, last episode, they dumped a beer down the the sink, <laughs> and I wasn't yeah. nearly as mad as when he threw that fucking burger in the garbage. <laughs> but he's not like vegetarian or anything, is he? No, he just was like his no. plot was to. I guess ask her out or something, and when it didn't work, he just threw his burger in the garbage. I'm like, you fucking asshole! Crazy. (laughs) Like when I gave him so many opportunities, like it's not like it didn't work. He didn't let it work. Yeah. Right. Ugh. I just remember as a teenager, I was just always hungry. True. I'm hungry. Like you just. (laughs) Oh yeah. Because you had no money and whatever. I was away at um at, with our our swim team at my school at, a, at an Ontario Championships thing in uh, in Windsor, and I couldn't believe the amount of food the kids brought to eat. It was just insane how much food. So like, it's still true. These teenagers just eat like fucking pigs. Yeah, and and you, but you know, there's a certain point or there's a certain extent of it where you're like kind of like a pet. Like you can only eat when your parents feed you. 
<laughs> you're not at the point where you can like get your own food so yeah you're just always hungry oh, yeah, that's true, that is yeah. true. Uh, while he's unlocking his bike Delia comes out and starts talking to him uh, she says she's glad he came and asked if he wants a sip of her soda so it's pretty intimate and uh, he takes it and their hands overlap he passes <laughs> it back it's pretty intimate I wrote, you know that that dude has a raging boner. Little did I know what would would happen later. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. She's so into him. Like, he's giving off so much Napoleon Dynamite vibes that, like, she should have no interest in this guy. Yeah. Right. And she is just smitten by Brian. It's wild. She gives him so many chances. She's like, this straw is your dick. And Brian's like, I don't know what's going on here. Yeah. (laughs) Last, I mean, last if you week, take his personality out of it, though, right? Her curly hair and his curly hair, their kids would have amazing hair. That's true. <laughs> yes. Very it's curly. curly anyway. I mean, yeah. my God, her hair is incredible. I kept, like, I kept, when I was watching it, I was looking at her hair like, I would kill to have that hair. Oh, my God. Like, wow. Uh, <laughs> well, I called her cute, and I think it was either it was either Courtney or uh, or Arlo was like, oh, give it up. I'm like, and I looked and I, I didn't purposely look it up, but she's 20 in this show. Right. Like, she was born in 1973. So it's fine. And it's not like cute, like, yeah, cute, cute doesn't say I want to jump you. It, you right. know, it's like, right. she's so, but she's so like effervescent. She's so bubbly. Yes. It's just like, bubbly. oh, it's yes. so cute. Like, that's yes. really cute. Yeah. Like, that's exactly super, what that is little positive like you go oh you're fantastic so yes thank I you i understand Stacey. i do thank i understand <laughs> you're welcome thank, thank you hear that arlo and courtney or whichever one of you chastise me take that <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're back so they're they're both pretty dumbstruck and until uh, they part ways and crack out thinks maybe this is what people mean when they talk about life I think he said life. Yeah, he said, Not you life. know, life. And it, and it's supposed to be mimicking an Angela narration, right? Like, now yeah, he's exactly. thinking yes. what she does. Yeah. Yes. So at school, Sharon asks Kyle, uh, is he going to ask her to go to the dance? And um, Sharon puts all her chips on the table and says she can't go alone to the, to the uh, very dance she organized. Kyle is like Kyle Bot 2000. <laughs> he's just like... Huh? But what? here's the thing. Aren't they going out? Like, wouldn't it just be assumed that they're going to the dance together? Did Thank I miss you, something? Stacey. Yes. Thank yes. Like, okay. Like, why is she even, why aren't you asking me? It's like, hello, just go with him. He's your boyfriend. That He shouldn't have to ask you to the dance. Just when, what uh, time are you picking yeah. me up like on that's, Saturday? That's Let's one go. of the perks of fucking going out with somebody is that you don't have to right. worry about being asked for shit. Right. That's the whole point. Everyone else has to worry about it. Everyone who's single has to worry about not being a loser on a Saturday night and not being able to go to a dance. You have a built-in date. What are you worried about? I just like to mind. For the record, I am not single and I am still a loser on a Saturday night. So. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She and and like and there's this whole conversation around it too. Like it's not just like are are you going to ask me to the dance? He's like. Well, I was going to eventually, and it's like, I assume they fuck. Like, they're spending time, a lot of time together. Like, he's like, well, I'm waiting for the right moment. I'm like, come on, man. Well, like, I'm starting to wonder, as this show goes on, there's a couple looks from that guy. I'm not sure they're doing too much fucking. Yeah. Yeah, I you're right. I think he's looking a different direction. I, 
I did note that at a later a later yeah. time in the show, like because he's like, "Sheesh, I'll go with you," or "Sheesh, I'll go with you." Wildbot. <laughs> uh, he's. <laughs> I, I think he's. I think he's played a bit too much football. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's been hit in the head too many times. Yeah, yeah. Many, too many playing with no helmet or a helmet. It doesn't matter. Sorry, spoiler alert. NFL uh, <laughs> sport hot take. So she says, if if he screws this up, she'll really hate him like forever. <laughs> and I said, Gah. okay. High school girls are so dramatic. I mean, I was a high school girl. I remember, but geez. Yeah, it's it's the it's the top drama of the school here with uh, old Sharon. I mean, these two. Although are with in- her, you know, there was a couple of layers there because she's the one planning the dance and she has mm-hmm. everything to do with it. And she wants it to be successful and she wants her boyfriend to not be a dink. So I kind of understand it, but I'm still stuck on the whole. Why wouldn't you ask me? It's like. But uh, side note, no. what what's what sophomore is running a dance in a high school? True. Like, yeah. come on, like, show get get your shit together. Yeah. yeah. That's true. So you're helping with the dance. Right. Yeah. That would make more sense. Or if maybe she was helping with the dance, but she was in charge of something very specific and very worried about that. But yeah, I guess I can see that point too, because that's usually a senior's thing to do. Oh, yeah. Well, the title is really good. World Happiness Dance. (laughs) Hopefully she wasn't in in charge of the title. I think she she was. was. Yeah, she was. She was was. very proud of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No (laughs) notes. Good job, Sharon. (laughs) <laughs> well, you're the best. <laughs> that crack out spots Delia in the hall and is working up the nerve to ask her to dance. But Belle goes, she gives, she sees him and gives him like a wave, a knowing wave, which is like, you missed your opportunity this time. Oh, well, I'll just go to class. I 100% did this when I was in uh, yeah. like high school. <laughs> I was going 100%. To say. <laughs> Literally to the point with the countdown where I'm like, I'm going to fucking do this yeah. and counted myself in and chickened out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yep. second that one for sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Not you, Ted's you like, had... I don't know, I was too busy fucking. So <laughs> it's fine. Fine stud. <laughs> <laughs> so what was it like for the three of you in high school? Because I know what it was like for me as a girl in high school. It was fucking horrible. But what was it like for you guys in high school and navigating through everything that you had to deal with on top of schoolwork? I mean, it was ridiculous. Like you're like generally speaking, what was high school like? Yeah, like for you, like from a guy's point of view and dealing with girls and dealing with all of that, it's not the same, right? Because we like obsessive we obsess about certain things and we make everything way more important than it's supposed to be. Like what's it like for a guy in high school? Like what's the experience like from that point of view? That's a lot of like hiding boners and <laughs> Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I was a super shy kid. Like, I, I, I was lucky. Like, the whole navigating of high school wasn't so bad. Like, I guess I would say I was on the popular side of things. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, I was also very shy. Like, I was never, um, you know, I wasn't the one that would go out and just straight up ask a girl. Like, I was like Alan was talking about. Like, I, like there was a couple girls who I ended up not asking out on dates because I would chicken out of it, even though mm-hmm. I... I knew that they probably would, they would have said yes. And it's funny because my friend makes fun of me because there was this video uh, of us when we were in high school and this girl 
this girl comes up to me and she's kind of like hanging off of me. And he's like, how did you not read these signs? <laughs> I was like, I, I, I don't know. Like, like, I, like, it was like she was undressing herself in front of me in the video. It was that, it was that crazy. And I just, I, I just, I could not, I was so shy when it came to that stuff. And it was, it was everything else. It was kind of like I, nothing, but it was when it came to that stuff, so shy. I, I I just want to thank you again for um, because asking about the suburban white male experience in high school. Um, <laughs> the, you know, the, 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 I'm just curious. It's just not talked I'm about enough. So I'm glad. No, we, no we, but I don't talk to people about this ever. I, and I just, you know, because the episode is from his point of view, I thought it would be interesting to ask you guys about. I, I obsessed uh, uh, over girls for sure. Like maybe not as openly and probably not talking to friends all the time about it. Um, mm -hmm. But certainly sometimes and like internally. Um, yeah, like all the time. If you're, if I was into somebody and again, same as, uh, same as Tim, like didn't really have it in me to ask people out. So you would just kind of quietly <laughs> obsess over it. Right. Um, so yeah, is, I mean, other than that, everything was normal. Like I was, I was completely like no lack of confidence for anything at all in high school, like way too loud, you know, not shy, <laughs> blah, 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 but just would avoid, um, asking people out. Yeah. I, um, you mentioned, uh, trying to hide boners. Um, <laughs> go on. I was, I was, um, sucking on a blow pop absent-mindedly wow i was just <laughs> i was and wondering i was like where is this a, <laughs> yeah and a, and apparently <laughs> one of the guys i was in school with he ran away from a group of and they started making fun of him and i guess he was watching me and he got a boner and he ran away uh, <laughs> uh -huh. and i swear it was not purposeful at all mm -hmm. i was really not thinking about what i was doing because i didn't really know anything about that i was only 14 i i don't think i had kissed a guy at that point and yeah and they were all making fun of him for like weeks it was really oh, yeah like uh, we have a guy yeah. that we still call boner <laughs> not lying uh-huh and that happened 20 years ago yeah, longer. High, high school is very in the guys community. He show weakness. Kill him. Kill him. Yes. So it's very much like that. So you try not to be that guy. And if you are caught in that, uh, like, laser sight, you have to make fun of somebody yes, more. You find the other so you got to yeah, smart right. your way out of it to find well, well, fucking <laughs> something like anything. To to get the attention away from yourself, and mm. if you're not, if you can't do it, sorry, you're it. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. Use in trouble. We have a Ricky sitting in the hallway outside the guidance office when Krakow uh, comes by the chat about the dance, and that he's apparently at this point he's not going. Krakow leaves, and Rayanne exits the counselor's office and fills in Ricky, which is a really weird situation. Uh, saying the counselor seemed so concerned that if she was going to dance and Rayanne thought that was stupid, that she was concerned about that. She says she broke down and cried and Rayanne reports was quite hysterical. Um, Ricky asked how it's really going and Rayanne's like, I've been sober for 10 days and she's all edgy and twitchy. <laughs> so like she could have just went in and talked about that. Like I'm a teenage alcoholic. So anyways, but she decided not to, which is her choice. 
Uh, Ricky describes a certain girl he's thinking about taking, asking to dance while he's simultaneously looking over her head at the new kid, over Rayanne's head. Rayanne notices and says, why don't you ask him? And he shushes her and agrees that he wants to, but not in this universe. And uh, Ricky tells her not to say anything, but she, she says, leave it to her as she's all about a ring pop and walks off. Because Ricky has high stakes in this. Like, you can't... In the 90s, I don't know, man. Where I went to school, if somebody was somebody was gay, like, you wouldn't want... That was... Well, it was a slur to say to somebody. Like, it was, it was really meant as harmful, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it was, Jesus, what a homophobic society. Like, I mean, it's still a bit of a homophobic society. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but but back in the 90s, it was like weaponized. Well, I mean, it's still weaponized, but like back then, particularly, it was accepted. It was like, right. I, I remember being in class, somebody singing out like slur across the class. And they'd be like, oh, I, I, settle down, settle down there. Oh, people said the F slur like it was nothing. Yeah. And it, there was no real consequence. Like, no, no, stop that now, mm-hmm. which was crazy. So, like, I, I have all the empathy in the world. Um for anybody who who was there and and really they're like, oh, shit, like that's literally at me, you know, or not at me, but over my head. You know what I mean? When I watch it's, like a movie or an old TV show <clears throat> and sometimes <throat> that word is used, there's still a part of me that like laughs out loud, not because I think it's funny, but because I think it's so absurd that it's just used like so calmly in that context. I'm yeah. like, fuck, yeah. like what you know but it's yeah it's it's just shit that people fucking said and i mean they they said a lot worse things too but like you know yeah yeah when 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 we're around like a bunch of my buddies like as as a teacher i think it comes a little bit more naturally that we remove these words from our vocabulary just because we have to be you know set a certain example and stuff so like that word's been gone from my vocabulary for years yeah and I remember the last time we were with sort of like my group of buddies from from university time, sort of some high school university time. And one of the guys sa- said the F slur and other guys in the group who have not, they're not teachers. They're just like regular Joes, like corporate workers and stuff. They chewed him out for us. Like, okay, like we're making something here. Like it didn't feel like it had to be me that was going to chew him out. And it was so weird to hear someone say it because no one in my world says it. Um, yeah. I don't think he meant to say it. It sort of slipped out regardless. Um, but for the other guys to kind of go after him for saying, like, we don't say that word. I'm like, all right, like, good for you guys. Because I kind of expected them to just ignore it, which so, uh, you know, it's good that yeah, people we had, got that. We had gay people in high school, but no one said anything about it. Like, you knew, but it wasn't like anyone dated anyone. And so the people who came, they all came out officially after high school and there yeah. weren't really any surprises really uh oh i shouldn't say that one of the girls was a surprise but other than that most of the people <laughs> nah. who came out we thought yeah okay we saw that but it wasn't a thing that you talked about back in you know i went to school from 88 to 92 and that was definitely not anything that anyone spoke about you just it was there but you didn't vocalize it. Well, like, did any of you have, like, in your high schools, particularly, like, in university, it's a little bit different, but in your high schools, were there any openly gay couples? Because there were none in mine. No. Like, there couples, were people... No. Yeah, there were people no, who no. you, again, you were like, yeah, like, I'm pretty sure they're gay, but no, like, open couples whatsoever. None. Yeah. No. Yeah. I would say it's still fairly rare now. Like, I, we we have a, you know, a, I, I don't even know the number, but I, I we have a 
a, a rather large number of kids identified um, non-straight in our school. And I wouldn't say you'd walk around the school knowing that there are couples like you would know about traditional straight couples, even in high school today. It's still not, I don't think, as prevalent. Anyway, can we talk about the uh, less talked about straight relationships that uh, happen in society, please? <laughs> yeah, the very, very largely underrepresented type of relationship. Wait, where'd Ted go? Oh, Ted's on mute. Ted's on mute. He's like, I... <laughs> he didn't know what podcast it turned into. Yeah. Hi, Ted. Oh, there you are. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> hey, hey. What's up? Uh, Ted, yes. Ted took the discussion of like, <laughs> you know, gay couples in high school and went and took a shit. He's like, I'm just going to take this opportunity to. <laughs> the blizzard oh, Yeah, yeah. I had to, I had to do one I had to do onesies onesies <laughs> what the fuck I had to be and I and I couldn't hold it I was like I really want to discuss this I really want to be in on this and I was like Ooh, gotta go so yeah I'm back <laughs> hey everybody highlight so we're in the Chase living room for real this time uh, Graham is still trying to hang the same piece of wallpaper or I don't know if it, they're in the living I think they're in the living room okay maybe they are. He's still trying to hang uh, wallpaper and when uh, Krakow was there. But uh, Patty provides critique, pretty much the same thing as Krakow, that if the wallpaper isn't matched up, then all you're ever going to notice is she's another Virgo, I believe. Stacy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Patty points out a bubble to Graham's bemusement and, and a total unawareness that Graham is pissed. Like, Patty is just kind of in this world, and she just doesn't realize, like, he's stewing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Can Patty we all agree gives him... she still is the worst? Yeah, she's uh, she's something. So she's a Patty lot. Gi- yeah. It gives him a pamphlet for a continuing education section of the university because she was down there earlier because she's working on the co- getting a contract there. They're not understanding why she's – he's not understanding why she's giving him this as these are, like, adult – learning courses like go learn to cook Chinese food or whatever. And it's not actual culinary school, which they both know they can't afford. But Patty gives a fake laugh and says, why is your, why are you closing your mind? And it's like, this man's dreams are crumbling in his hands. And she's like, you signed him up for a bread course. Oh God. Uh, so Yeah. <laughs> I I noted Graham and his dreams are a joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Just like the dream uh, that he wanted a boy. Remember that one? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but guess what? <laughs> Jokes on you. You had two girls. <laughs> Graham and his dreams are a circus animal for her pleasure. <laughs> they really are. This has happened before. Dance monkey. <laughs> Patty asks him to at least think about which he agrees. So we're outside the school and we see a classic VW bug, which then I did the math. And that's the same as if a show was shot today in 2023 that we saw the VW bugs that came out in the early 2000s. I know. It'd be be the same timeline. It'd be same like 20 something years. My dad had one. The old one. No, the 1970s one. Oh, Oh, yeah. We had an orange one and our next door neighbor had a red one. (laughs) Ooh, fun. Trunks, yeah. uh, engines in the back. Oh my God! 
I hated that car because because of the engine being in the back, it stunk back there. It was so bad. Yeah. Oh, I'm smelling it right now. <laughs> you ever have that happen where you think of a memory from like 45 years ago and you're like, whoa, I could smell it. This is I weird. thought you meant you still had it because I heard those things ran forever. Yeah, no, he uh, no, he ran that thing into the ground. Um, like literally, uh, he he broke down on a major highway going into the city for work. And was picked up by this guy who had seen him in the car. Like, they always commuted at the same time. And the guy would always see my dad in his beat-up VW bug and be like, that thing's going to break down any minute. And sure enough, <laughs> he's driving down the highway and he sees my dad. He sees the car pulled over to the side. And he sees my dad, like, a mile down the highway. And he picked up my dad. And they were friends up until my dad passed away. And that was, like, in the early 80s when that happened. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was going down the highway and opened the windows and said, piece of shit. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, that's good. That's, yeah, no, a much, was... that's a much more heartening story. That's nice. Yeah, he was from Mississippi, too, which is even funnier. He had the thickest accent I'd ever heard in my life. Ted and he married in New York. Because that's what would have happened in high school. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if you saw someone driving on a road and you went anywhere near a puddle, you try and drive over the puddle to splash. <laughs> uh-huh. the oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So Angela spies one Jordan Catalano, and they have a chat about uh, the rumored some foolishness about scheduling class change. Angela breaks into a mo- monologue about the futility of a, a world happiness dance. Jordan says, "There's a dance." <laughs> and yeah. no, I was gonna say I can only assume that his follow-up question was, "Dance? What is?" <laughs> but that never that never happened. So that was only in my mind. It's, the most futile thing is having a fucking conversation with this guy, right? Oh. She's like, oh, did you hear that they're going to get rid of fourth, fourth period lunch? What? Oh, well, how about the dance? <laughs> huh? <laughs> He's, yeah, he is the classic of stupid. He's a uh, himbo. He is. And I've said this before, but like, and and Stacy, maybe you will be able to shine some light on this. Like, he is a blank slate, but not in a good way. Like he, I don't think he's. I think he has pieces of thoughts, but none of it's like cohesive or makes any sense. Right. Like so, yeah. Angela is superimposing all her thoughts, and maybe this is like everybody knows this, and probably it is. <laughs> but like taking all of her complex thoughts and putting template over the top of Jordan Catalano, but he's like, huh? What? <laughs> good. I mean, a guy can only be so good looking. I can't, and I'll—I say this all the time, but I don't understand how people like characters who are dipshits on TV. Like, oh, Joey's my favorite character on Friends. I hate Joey. I literally hate Joey. There are other characters <laughs> that I can't stand that are dipshits. I just don't like stupid people. And Jordan Catalano is a stupid person. <laughs> it just like drives poster crazy. boy for him. <laughs> oh, it's just so bad. It's like, oh God, you can—the cuteness can only get so far with these guys, really. Like, even, like, Drew on Degrassi, The Next Generation, like, in the later years, Drew was, like, a himbo also. And it was just like, ugh, no. Mm -mm. Mm Mm-mm. No. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) But, yeah, Jordan's a dum-dum. A cute one, but he's a dum-dum. I I wonder, and I'm totally, I haven't thought this through, but I'm thinking out loud. It's like, do guys see other guys and go, that guy's a beautiful man. Nah, he's probably an idiot, too. (laughs) (laughs) I, I think maybe... Like, I think before they speak to him, before they meet them, they kind of go, oh, yeah, you're probably not that bright. 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah, because it feels like the universe, you can't have too much goodness, really. Like, you can't be good looking and really <laughs> smart, right? Because that's unfair. Yeah. Like, I've come away from walking or talking to, um, like, like a, a adult males and just walked away looking at people saying, like, wow, that was really what just happened. Ah. <laughs> uh. Because I'm trying to think of like guys that I grew up with that were really good looking, and yeah, most of them were not smart. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, because it feels like too much of a good thing. You can't be really, really good looking and really smart. That's just no. The universe would not allow that to happen. I don't think it's too much. You'd be too powerful. Yeah. I think. <laughs> can Can I give Jordan's philosophy to everybody? Like what he says. Yeah, pl please. Uh -huh. yeah, Enlighten us. Yeah, so she's talking about the dance. and I know it. I'm surprised he knows that word. Yeah, is he going to go? And he's like, I have this philosophy where, like, if I go somewhere and I know someone, then it's cool. Like, it's natural. But if you make plans and you have obligations, well, that just blows. So I just think whatever happens, happens. And Angela's like, I respect that. And I'm like, what did he what? just say? <laughs> what? Like, uh, like, literally, it was just like stringing random words together. Uh-huh. Yeah. He's he's like a good-looking butthead from Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> <laughs> like a, he's like a real life. He's a, like a come-to-life guy. Yeah. Uh. But, but, but my favorite yes. part is that he says all this shit to her. And then she's like, I respect that. And then without saying a fucking word, he just gets into his car and leaves. Well, and the best part was she makes the argument or the excuse like, oh, she's got to go get her books or something. And he looks at her like, I wasn't offering you a ride anyway. Yeah. Like, fucking amazing. Yeah. And like, I don't think that he did it because he's rude. I think he did no, it because he's mean, fucking stupid. Like, I think he's, he's right. stupid. So like, he's in his own world. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I didn't catch the song. It, it sounded like a Bush song or Bush X. Um, yeah, but I didn't. I couldn't. I shazammed it several times, but could not get it. Let me see if I can find it. Keep going, and if I find it, I'll tell you. Yeah. So in the hallway, Krakow passes by a lab where Delia is looking through a microscope. Uh, she says she's been looking for him all day, and so she's really kind of throwing herself at him. He makes an excuse that he's been busy with his triple minor nerd. Uh, hey, stop, here stop here for a second, Stacy. Yeah. yeah. In the U.S., is there any such thing as minoring in high school? No. Okay, like that makes Not no sense right. to me. Absolutely no yeah. sense. Yeah. Is there any Let such thing as majoring mark. in high school? Like, I didn't major in anything. I just had to fucking graduate. Right. Exactly. Right. This is awful writing. Yeah. Um. We had like, well, in New York, we had Regents exams and Regents classes, which were like a step up from regular classes but other than that and you got like a regent's diploma but other than that no you weren't minoring or majoring in anything yeah the name of the song that brian was or that jordan was listening to was the speed of cattle by archers of loaf oh oh no uh, sorry sorry no 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 no, no 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 sorry indie. sorry the song was south carolina by archers of loaf sorry and uh off of the speed of camel or cattle so there you go anyways yeah that All sounds like jordan catalano's talking right there that sounds like a bunch of words just strung together it's more like <laughs> more like archers of loaf <laughs> get it anyways yeah. <laughs> i think archers of loaf are like i've heard of them all over the years but have rarely heard anything by them but like what uh indie darlings would you call them or like 
Yeah. Um, one of those. Like something like that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know. I was I always think of meatloaf when I think about it. I could do anything. No, not that meatloaf. I actually think about actually edible meatloaf, which is not, not that bad. bad. It's a bad name. Um, she had, so so uh, Delia admits she doesn't know what she's looking at through the microscope. He assists her, and their hands overlap Ooh, on the microscope knob. And does anybody want to have this phrase? I will. That, okay. <laughs> Thank can you. you tell us? Can you tell I us, Stacy, what what words Brian Krakow utters into the middle distance, <laughs> or actually in, in voiceover? He doesn't <clears> say <throat> it out loud. <laughs> <clears throat> Finally, an erection from actual physical contact. Oh. Boing. boing! I know. I was expecting the boing, boing, boing sound <laughs> after it. <laughs> oh shit! Hold on. Uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Perfect. <laughs> Delia is like legit leaning right into him. Like most guys are getting an erection in high school if that is the closeness that's happening there. She's like jacking off the fucking. Oh. <laughs> oh, <sorry. laughs> yeah, like... Is that a backup sound? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a different one. <laughs> yeah, she's she's like jacking off the microscope. Like, uh, like it's. She's all over this dude. But yeah, yeah, she oh, is yeah. not sending signals. She is sending the whole message. Yeah, <sighs> this is the thing that irritates me too. It's like he, dude, like nothing is coming down the coming down the pipe, and here <laughs> this is, is this fastball. lovely, cute, wonderful yeah. person. Hey, like send it back. I don't like it. <laughs> I like somebody who doesn't like me. Like, oh come on, right, man. Like, basically, he treats her like the hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. You know? Like he really treats hamburger her like the hamburger he threw out. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. He's not one to be choosy. Right. But then I, I, that's I mean, a, yeah. I'm, I'm not talking down to, like, Delia, but, dude, you should be over the moon. And I just, it annoys me how he can't see. He can't see, like, any semblance of truth because what he thinks is right mm-hmm. and i i despise that type of thinking it's read a room dude but he doesn't yeah so uh oh ruh-roh. angela passes by and crack out in her lock eyes and if i had it and i did look for it i'd insert the sound of a deflating balloon <laughs> at this point because <laughs> he goes ooh. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh-oh. Also, what's with uh, everyone hanging out alone in the science room? Like, why are people just randomly micro- hanging out in the science room? She's uh, She's got to make those- up the work that she's missed. She's got to catch up on but the earlier in the ep- But earlier in the episode, it was, well, Angela, I think, was cleaning up. But Ricky and Rayanne walk in. Then that Corey dude walks in. And it's like, why isn't there a class happening right now? What's going on? There's not that many free classrooms in a school. <clears throat> what happened? No. Everything's stolen in that science lab. Like, those are expensive microscopes. Yeah. Come on. Uh, back at back at the chases, Krakow and Graham are putting up wallpaper and uh, Krakow revisiting the wallpaper analogy, which Graham calls him out on. And Patty enters with a, <laughs> which I actually did find the look she gives, which is a, oh, goody, Brian Krakow's in my house again. In my bedroom. <laughs> like, in my, in bedroom. my bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Sorry. Was anyone else uncomfortable with this scene because of the way Patty was insisting on saying things in front of Krakow. Yes. Like, 
<laughs> like, what are you doing? This whole conversation, this whole conversation you should have in private. Yeah, this whole conversation they're doing? about to have, and Brian Krakow standing there like a dimwit. Like, yeah. <laughs> she gets She's a broom. So pushy. Oh my god. She's the worst. Yeah. <laughs> she is the worst. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so Patty asked if Graham has looked at the pamphlet, and he says it's okay, but he'll do it next time it's offered. And Patty is talking to him like he's <laughs> she's trying to convince her teenage son to pick a post secondary program. Pretty like much, he'll go to college. Yeah. It's yeah. it's really uh, <laughs> it's really strange. He's being his uh, mother instead of his it's wife. very motherly, but it's yeah. very doting. Like not like you just don't. You're a stupid. You don't know any better. Let's <laughs> come 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 now. It's it's a very strange relationship. Uh, Graham takes a few uh, wise words out of the book of Krakow and says, which is a through line, uh, why not just let things, whatever happens, happen? Oh, that that's Ooh. the fucking from the book of Jordan Catalano. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> awesome. Krakow says it at one point, I yeah. believe, in the in the show too. But yeah. it's the first person to say it is Jordan Catalano. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, look, I'm going to defend Patty a little bit. So it's been uh, oh your girlfriend go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been what like what probably probably yeah. like three or four episodes since she quote unquote fired Graham right, and now he yeah. he does a lot of moping right. He spent one one episode where he was just hid out in the bedroom while her mom was in the house. Now he's <laughs> wallpapering. At some point she's like, dude, get a fucking job or go to school like. Right, because mm-hmm. she's yeah. like, "Oh, you should do this course," and he's like, mm, "Maybe next time." It's like, <laughs> "Fuck, I'm dude!" Doing my wallpaper. I'm doing my <clears> he's projects. loving the life. He gets to get up, do what he wants to do. Yeah, like I would be getting fed up with this shit too. Yeah, yeah, I could see uh, that. Agreed. They're both terrible. Like, like we can <laughs> all agree. On Gra- Graham, I've made a big sacrifice so that you could live out your dream, which is pretty much what it was, and now he's just not doing it. Fuck you. Right. Yeah. 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 I guess that's like halfway through yeah. this season, a little bit. Ha- I I still don't really dig the parent angle in this show. Like I just I'm not enjoying it really. I think it's just silly. Um. So I could care less if they were ever even on the show, other than passing <laughs> through like mo- normal shows. I feel there's just I don't know if it was a thing with the ages of the kids and how long they could act, but throw Catalano on there all day because he's we know he's 37. Yeah. I don't. So yeah, no, I that. don't think so because I I think Claire Danes and maybe yeah, Debbie Gummersall. Were the only ones, uh, Krakow and uh, Angela. Yeah. I think they were the only ones who were actually young because AJ Langer was older. The girl who plays Sharon was also older, like almost Jordan Catalano's age in real life. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think those two were the only ones who yeah. may have had some sort of issues with how many hours they could work. But yeah, that was this one of those shows where, the you parents. know, it's, it's yeah. not interesting to me. Especially well, with- I love them. They're my favorite characters. Because you know what I really hope I get to watch on television shows is multiple scenes of wallpapering. Yeah. Well. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah. so exciting. It's an accessory you can buy with when you get the action figures. Your Graham and Patty action figures by Mattel. Graham and Graham yeah. and Patty bedroom. Complete with wallpaper. All the set. Yeah. It's like it, when I was a kid, I was up there. It was like better than Castle of Grayskull. Like, oh, oh my brother so had that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had the Patty and Graham bedroom set, <laughs> <laughs> and I loved. Or uh, it was, wait, was it, was it Snake Mountain? Oh yeah, right? yeah. There was, yeah. My brother had Snake Mountain. 
Yes, that was Skeletor's. Actually, it was weird because Skeletor's place was Snake Mountain, but Castle Grayskull was He-Man's, and you're like, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But it literally has a skull as a big door. Castle Grayskull, which is I'm going to be a very big nerd here. Castle Grayskull was not He-Man's castle. Thank you very much. The Sorceress protected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Castle Grayskull was where all of the secrets were held. What were these secrets? There was one secret. That's true. Adam could turn into fucking He Man and make <laughs> his alert. and make his cat turn into a tiger. That yes. that was it. That was the secret. That was I guess if you broke into Castle Grayskull, you would learn that? Because that's literally um Skeletor's like, I want to break into Castle Grayskull to learn the secrets. So very strange. Um And there, he finally does so in the newer version, if you watch the newer version. Oh, I didn't know Netflix. that. That finally gets in there. There there are two photos of me receiving gifts when I was a kid where I am very clearly <laughs> shitting my pants with joy. <laughs> one was an Atari and one was Castle Grayskull. Nice. Yeah. Oh, oh, fantastic. Yeah, they're I like, was a Thundercats fan more so than, than a than Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, my brother had Thundercat sheets and pillow, but he had the He-Man toys. Although he did have Thundercat toys too, but yeah, he had both. Yeah, amazing. Fucking mum, mum, Mumra. What kind of toys did you... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I just said Mumra. Uh, Thundercats. Yeah, reference. Mumra. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of toys did you like, Stacy? Were you a, uh, like, Lena Thundercats, or were you, like, Barbie person? I was just waiting for you like... to be super sexist. Like, oh, what did you <laughs> Which like, Stacy? Barbie, with Rainbow Bright, like, po- ponies? Like, well, <laughs> <laughs> I... I was it's see it's funny. I'm the firstborn, so I got a lot of toys that were both for boys and girls. Mm-hmm. And I played with you know building blocks. I had you know baseball themed mini pinball machine, a peanuts pinball machine. My oh, parents yeah. got me a toy motorcycle because I loved the Fonz when I was little. <laughs> yes. um, That's fucking right. You know, Can't go and wrong. then and then obviously Barbie. Yes, I had a Barbie. Our guest room was my Barbie room. I had the dream house. I had the pool. I had the camper. I had about twenty Barbies. Like it was, it Holy was shit. ridiculously insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, I can still remember getting the dream house. Um, they put it in a different room on Christmas morning because our Christmas tree was in the living room. And I went in and I had all these toys and I was very excited. My mom's like, "Oh, you forgot to check your stocking." And our fireplace was in our den. And I walk around the corner and there's the dream house all set up with the furniture. And I nearly died. I was so excited. I fell on the floor crying. I was so excited. I got the dream house. That was 1979. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Excellent. Yeah. I was in a pretty progressive like babysitting situation when I was growing up where we would have like Barbies and Transformers. And the playtime would be like crossover between... That's a party right there. Yeah. The whole universe. And like not making them hump and things like that. Like literally, like, you know, real storylines. Well, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Uh, Enjoy my mom each got really company. mad at me because I put Barbie and Ken naked in the shower by the dream pool. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, they got to wash after. You can't have that chlorine. You can't go to bed. Ruin your sheets. But it's her. But it's my mother's fault because I watched like nighttime soap operas with her and regular soap operas. So even though I didn't really know what was going like, are you on, talking a little dynasty. Is that what we're talking oh, about? Uh, uh, Dallas. Oh Dallas. I, yes. I watched Dallas. Yeah. Um. I knew who shot Jr. I guessed it right at six years old. Nice. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And also, also fifty percent of the show was uh, armpit and above shot of people in the shower. 
Right. So yeah, that was that was a lot of it. And let your mind do the rest. Mm-hmm. Yes, or like the fade to black. You see them like fall onto a bed, and it would fade to black, and then it, it would be like <laughs> after they were holding each other, and you'd be like, well, "What happened?" You better scrub up, motherfucker. That's right. <laughs> you stud, you you step by step alum. You say that was my introduction to Patrick Duffy was step by step. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, no, mine was Dallas. I remember, you know, I remember Bobby getting killed. And then I remember when they realized, all right, that season was horrible. So let's just pretend that it didn't happen. Yeah, they made it all a dream. Uh, It's great. Make it it all a dream. I wish other shows would make things a dream, but I digress. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think think they passed out cigars when they come up with us in the writer's room? (laughs) Like they got their hands behind their heads, feet up on the table going, how can we, how can we like wrap this? It was all a I dream. Can, yeah, hey, I can picture hey, I can picture hey, the writers shoulders. doing a Larry Hagman smirk like JR. Like or not even a smirk, like a big giant grin, being all excited about it. Yeah, we're gonna turn it into a dream and it's gonna be like it never happened and she's gonna wake up, hear the shower, open it up, and ooh, there's Bobby. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> we're the best at TV. And he's in the shower too. Uh, but it's uh, so amazing. good. Stud. <laughs> Look at that chest there. Fantastic, my man. No notes. <clears throat> so, outside of school, uh, Delia is quizzing up Krakow about Dan's trying to try, squeezing him to get an answer to ask her to Ugh. dance. She adds, if she were to go, she would have to tell her work so they could schedule her off. And She was uh, basically like hitting him over the head. Like, ask ugh. me, dumbass. Ask me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Delia, you're better than this, Delia. You're better than this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, I would just would have been like, all right, you know what? Forget <sighs> you. And then I would have asked someone else. Yeah. Oh. Well, it's I not like she's shy, she's just... right? Like, when she, no, when she knows what, yeah, when she knows what she wants, she's all over it. So, yeah, just mm-hmm. go fucking find some other dude. Yeah. Trust me, it will be better. Like, yeah. <laughs> it is a step up. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so uh, Ricky is out on the steps uh, of the school and uh, with Angela. She says Rayanne's right about Corey and the dance. I she gets it that uh, he wants he wants to ask Corey. Uh, Ricky protests and Angela sarcastically says that she can't understand because she is never obsessed about a person who had she had zero chance of ever becoming involved with. Ricky finds this funny. And Angela jokes that they're both hopeless. Well, okay, so, yeah, Angela's trying to say, like, my situation is worse because I have no hope with this and you can't understand that. And I'm like, society won't let them get together. Like, dude, like, it's way worse for Ricky. Yeah. yeah. She's all, yeah, like, absolutely. And there's real danger there. Yeah. Like, it's. Angela and Angela's already made out. I mean, it was yeah, a bad. Yeah, she's made out with this guy. She's already made out with him. It's like, no, Ricky's like, cool your jets, everybody relax. Yeah, you know, <laughs> come on. So we cut the uh, back to Brian stammering to tell Delia, uh, uh, to which she cuts through and asks him if he's going to ask her to dance, and he says, uh, yeah, she's jazzed about it. He is not. Um, because now he's going to the dance club to return his incel membership. He's like, oh, I paid five <laughs> bucks for that. <laughs> so back to Ricky and Angela, and they figure they should go together. It's settled, uh, but Corey rolls up and says 
that him, Ricky, and Angela are all going to hang out and dance together, right? Because Ray Ann said they'd all hang out together. Uh, Ricky kind of backtracks about asking Angela, but then retracts, and it's a big mess, and he's all over the place, and now he has to go find Ray Ann. So they're coming up with these... The the tangled web. Well, yeah, the issue here is that Angela wants to go to the dance, but has no one to go with. So Ricky asks her, and then immediately... Well, Ricky really wants to go to the dance. Yeah, and then immediately finds out from Corey that him, Corey, and Rayanne are going to the dance. And Mm -hmm. so then Ricky is worried that if he goes with Angela, Corey will think that he's with Angela. So at that point, he blows the idea of going with Angela off. And then he runs off into his own thing. So now Angela is left in a situation where she's still shit out of luck with no one to go to the dance with, which is going to lead to where we go next. But it all all could be avoided with Ricky could just say, we're all going as friends. (laughs) Corey doesn't have to. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Angela's tagging along with us since we're all going as friends. There, done. Boom. You don't even have to say anything. He's not going to assume that you're with her. Yeah. 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 Corey could just show up and go, we are just friends. (laughs) <laughs> just start being, we're all friends yeah. my friend, everyone's friends yeah it's fine you can figure it out so uh like it was steps. a whole convoluted it was a whole convoluted way to get this to set up yes. the way it was and it was just kind of like oh you're doing too much here writers like i don't understand what's it also, going on right now it all also happens really yeah, fast absolutely. like i wish that you'd laid out these steps over the course of the full 20 minutes of this part of the show like mm. all of this takes place within the span of like a minute yeah Yeah. they're doing it like in front of each other and they're like trying to hide it but then trying not to so it's like half lies and yeah it's it's messy yeah like remember the episode where spike asked snake to the dance and then michelle asked him to the dance and he blew off spike and blah 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 like that happened over the course of the episode you know right like it was a few days where it happened yeah yeah it wasn't within 30 seconds yeah, and then later on, Spike and Snake get married, and not once in their home life does Spike ever like remind him that of what he did. <laughs> Remember that time? <laughs> Remember the time Fucker. he's talking? She's talking to Emma. Remember the time your fucking dad? Wanted to go with stupid Michelle, who cried like Niagara Falls. Come on, yeah, Biatch. Well, now I Spike what she's can. Up to. Yeah. yeah, Spike can now bring up. Remember the time when your uh, father or stepfather made out with his principal? Yes. <laughs> there is that. <laughs> so on the steps again, Delia and Krakow. So Angela comes and asks to speak to him because it's emergency. Because in okay, in this episode, I'm like, yes, of course it's emergency. Angela, <laughs> we cool it already. <laughs> so she confirms and she knows that he's like all about her. She knows and, what she's doing. She's kind yeah. of pulling his strings here. And even though it's like nobody on nobody on this podcast is team Krakow exactly, but she's still manipulating here, going oh, bold. 100%. Uh, oh, yeah, definitely. So Angela confirms that he asked uh, that he asked Delia to the dance, but Angela gives him uh, this is all the delicate balance uh, thing, what's going on. And. Uh, this is just to get Angela to the dance and Krakow hears none of this. He totally tunes out, which is kind of funny and pathetic at the same time. He's like, well, she was blabbering there. Um, and no, out, out he, of, he fig- out yeah, of, out of her, dance. Yeah. Out of her mouth is spewing bullshit, right? 
<clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. like maybe we could go, but it's going to be like this. It's going to be like that. And there's all these caveats to it. And Brian, in it's almost like we should see like her talking through Brian's eyes where she's like, yeah. Brian, I want to go to the dance and I want to fuck. Like, <laughs> cause that's all that's going on in his head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got a body that won't quit. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're good. you're the best at all the video games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but like he narrates he narrates that the most awesome thing is basically about to happen because he thinks she's just flat out like let's go to the dance which yeah yeah and the crazy thing was just like before where she could have still went Ricky could have had her going with them and it wouldn't have mattered they still could have driven Angela to the dance and the two of them still could have went yeah on a like. Date. In this grade, right? Like, yeah, like, look, fuck, it, it's just a school dance. But I mean, I mean, now this is on Brian because Brian sees this as yeah. a date, right? In real life, very realistic situation. Even if you're dating someone, where it's like, hey, so and so who lives across the street from me uh, is is uh, needs a lift there and is going to come along, right? Like, but yeah, no, Brian is like, this is a date, I guess. I think she just proposed. Yeah, yeah, oh. right. <laughs> she- it's just lack of like lack of interest, lack of respect for Krakow, which is whatever. Fair enough. Like she should have just said, like, yeah, I'm going to use you as a as a as a decoy <laughs> to get me in the dance. The other thing that's okay. weird. <clears throat> the other thing that's weird about this is, so the idea here is that for Angela and everybody's buying into this idea. I guess is that if she goes to the dance alone. She's going to spend the night alone. Yeah, like she can't meet up. Yeah, like all her... Mm -hmm. So all her fucking friends are there. And then... And like it's flat out being said. But first to Ricky to her. And then later it's going to be from um, Brian to Dahlia, I think. Or or, yeah. Or or no, to Ricky. To Ricky. Ricky says it to her. And later Brian does it to Ricky where it's like, "Uh, you shouldn't hang out with us because we're kind of together. Like that's weird too, right? (laughs) So Angela's going to go to the dance, but she can't hang out with her friends Ricky and Rayanne because Ricky wants to fake this date situation. Like, number one, that's rude as fuck. But number two, I don't think that would ever really happen in real life. No. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. You would just hang out with your fucking friends. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because it goes back to the whole, if you're not dating someone, you just went to dances with your friends. Yeah. It wasn't a a big spot to hang out. Yeah. Yeah. But we're in this world again, probably because boomers wrote this where it's like, if you don't, yeah. Like if you go to the dance with somebody, then you're fucking banging and uh, you're just going to ignore your friends and be with that person all night. And it's like, that's not how this works. And for, and for a show that nails a lot of things, this one, it's like, nope. Yeah. You go to the dance to see them at the dance. So then, yeah, exactly. So 30, 37th best episode of all time. My ass. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Fucking holes like Swiss cheese in this damn thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so finally, in voiceover, he says, Krakow, as she continued to basically babble, <laughs> start to sink in that something truly amazing was happening. Ted says, Krakow, you idiot. Krakow, you so, man. You so stupid. Ugh. Yeah, all I did was put O'Brien oh, ellipsis. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. Ugh. But uh, that's the end of part one. Of uh, we're gonna split this one up into two pieces, two nice 
pieces of uh you know oh it's uh, oh it's time again for Ted's cooking corner. What's Ted cooking? He talked about turkey. Now he's going to talk about what he's cooking this weekend. So he is cooking a, um, I made once before last week. Is it Galataburico? The Greek custard lemon. Oh, like, yes. Because I'm like, I, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Yeah, I can't say it, but yes, yeah, yes. So I I made one of those uh, last week. I'm I might make another one this weekend because it was a hit, and it's mm. a it's a wonderful wonderful thing to cook. Galataburco. So I'm sorry, I'm mangling it now. I got to go to the hospital because I hurt my tongue. So <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm half yeah. Greek. I can't say things like a like a pure Greek. I don't it's, have the I don't have the right accent. Yeah, it's got to have that shirt. It's got to have that certain that, that certain accent for sure. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it's a Greek custard lemon, um, like in a in a nine by twelve tray, and it's fantastic. It's very good. Not just guy cooked that; I just followed the recipe, but it's very good. Anyways, yeah. that's what Ted's cooking this week. So back to the show. <laughs> so that's the end of part one, and uh, yeah. So I guess what we'll do is we'll wait on thoughts till next time, will we? What do you think? What do you think, gang? Sounds like a plan. No, oh, it's a blizzard in Newfoundland. There's the uh, there's the snowplow coming up the street. You probably can't hear that, but yeah, you probably can't hear nope. that. This is dead audio. Right on. <laughs> Anyways, it's been uh, we've had lots of fun. Let's see who has been out there. Who is in the um, not Toronto, not Etobicoke, not Mississauga, but that township we all know and love called Oakville. Who's up there? It's me, Tim, at Folly T, and I will send it a little bit north, a little bit east, to the house hunter, Mr. Slip. Yeah, Slip with five eyes or Slip. My real name is Alan. My, my name isn't Slip or Mr. Slip. If I buy if I buy a house, I'm not going to be signing all the forms. Slip, Slip. Senor Slip. Yeah, no. Uh, and you can hit us up, Narbos and Broomheads, at gmail.com. If you want to write us, and on Instagram, we're at Narbos and Broomheads Podcast on Twitter, which we're still on. Uh, we're not verified. Uh, we're not paying eight fucking dollars a month. Fuck that shit. Uh, at Narbos Podcast over there, and I will pass it over to Stacy, who I do believe is verified. I am. I'm a legacy verified. I'm going to be losing it because I'm not paying eight bucks either. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the power. You can find yeah. me on Twitter at Stace Scotts. And uh, yeah, oh, freaking Elon Musk, man. He's such a douchebag. But yeah, I will no longer be verified. It's kind of sad because I did it for shits and giggles as a goof. And then I woke up one morning. And saw that Twitter verified was following me, and I laughed for ten minutes straight and thought, "Oh my god, they actually verified me! I can't believe it." So, huh. yeah. And now it was going, a fun nice. seven years. And now going forward on Twitter, I will be referring to you as Fake Stacy. <laughs> <laughs> I might even change my name to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moi. All right, everybody. Well, we've had fun. We hope that you've had fun. And if you didn't have fun, we really hope you didn't have a lot of fun, like really, like the other extreme, but not really. You probably had fun. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time on Narbos and Broomhead's show. Bye. Peace. Well, I just said I don't get my love. I would never do my homework. I would stay up late and dream about Kylie. I would never get girls out of my house. 
Maybe it would. I work while the women got naked. Just to get time I drink. Yeah.